I'm Craig Golding from uh, Jafria and Dio, now Dio Disciples. There's silliness going on around me. But uh, I started playing guitar when I was 13 because of Richie Blackmore. I was originally supposed to be an artist. I, I can draw like a photograph. But uh, trying to get a job as an artist gave me a migraine. And then uh, I was all into R&B, actually, until I heard the first uh, Deep Purple lineup with David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes. And that was it for me. Then it was all rock. Then I, I had to learn how to play guitar like Richie Blackmore. And I spent hours and days struggling trying to learn his solos note for note. And I'm still learning how to play Richie Blackmore solos to this day. It's almost like trying to uh, quote Shakespeare uh, doing his solos note for note. My first concert I went to was actually Santana. And I'll never forget going, who's that other guy? It was Neil Schoen, <laughs> and um, boy, did he have a, a just, uh, I love Carlos Santana, but at the time for me, uh, he was outshining Carlos, and I thought, man, that guy's going to go places, and sure enough, he certainly did. And so I started learning Deep Purple songs and trying to figure out, you know, okay, well, now what am I going to do? Because then Eddie Van Halen hit the scene, and Randy Rhodes. And all these guys had their own thing, and so I tried to figure out, you know, some things, what am I going to do differently? And um, I was giving guitar lessons at the time, and so I would sit there and knock the, you know, because it's called tablature, where you write the notes out on a piece of paper, and I would tap the guitar and write it down, and so they thought, I wonder if I could play with one hand. So, my, so I plugged my guitar and started playing with one hand, and it's percussive, so all the other strings started vibrating and making noise. So my first instinct was to mute the guitar with my other hand and play. So I, I became the guy who could play Randy Rhodes solos and Eddie Van Halen solos with one hand. And then we went off from there doing the Stanley Jordan thing that I, I came up with on my own, but then Stanley Jordan was the one who knew he was the guy. It was always somebody first. But um, eventually I learned how to try to uh, be able to do my own thing. And then all of a sudden, just like you will always remember where you were at 9-11, anyone who ever heard Ronnie James Dio sing for the very first time will always remember where they were. I'll never forget it. Sitting in a car with a friend of mine, we were getting a band together, and I was all upset because Deep Purple had just, you know, broken up, and disco was taking the scene, so the world was upside down. And all of a sudden, I heard Man on the Silver Mountain come on the radio, and I said, who the hell is that? And uh, next thing I know, um, I came from an abusive family, so I was living on the streets in San Diego. And five years later, I'm headlining Madison Square Garden with my favorite singer, Ronnie James Dio, playing songs that we wrote together. And it was an actual dream come true, so dreams come true. He got a hold of a demo tape that I made with my last $20 giving lessons while I was still on the streets. And a friend of mine, I did a, a favor for a friend of mine, so he had another friend of his had a house and a couch that only the dogs would sleep on and they had no cushions on it so they had all this dog hair but that house had a phone and when Randy Rhodes passed away and Jakey Lee left Rough Cut to take his place in Aussie there was an open spot for Rough Cut and so they said we got to get this kid up here because he heard a demo of mine and little did I know that they were all Ronnie and Wendy were already being good to me they rented gear for me because they heard that I only had a guitar so they rented gear for me to do the, um, the audition. Then I heard the night before that Ronnie wanted to meet me. So he was there on the audition. 
and I got a chance to talk to him and tell him, you know, about what his lyrics meant to me. And it was like almost like I broke his code. And even to, even when he was in heaven and hell, he would call me on the phone to read me his lyrics. He goes, Goldie, I know you'd understand this, you know. Because he would do this thing where he'd grab my arm whenever I was writing. He'd go, yeah, that's right. So that night, little did I know that I broke his code. I was saying, you know, I loved your lyrics. And it, was, it seemed like you were saying one thing, but really meant another. And he was like, what are you talking about? I go, well, you're doing this and you're saying that. But you're actually talking to both the, you know, you're talking to the both opposites by saying one thing. He grabs my arms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So then he got inspired on the on the audition and sat in. So we did Man on the Silver Mountain and Heaven and Hell together on the audition for Rough Cut. He comes over to me cheek to cheek and whisker to whisker. He goes, "What's the lyrics to the second verse? You know, I'm the day, I'm the day. Oh, okay. I'm the lover, the lover of life. Oh, okay." we became friends and I'd go hang out at his house and it'd just be the two of us sitting there watching old rainbow videos and when it got to be too late he'd make a bed he'd go out and get a mattress and put sheets and blankets and a pillow and tuck me in like a father would tuck in a child give me headphones so I could listen to Holy Diver before it was done you know it was really something he was just one of a kind and he's the perfect example of how one man can change the world Ronnie changed the world because he he created his own universe with his lyrics and the way, the way he wrote. And he also, that kind of music called to the downtrodden and the black sheep of the globe. You know, because when he, you could hear what what hurt Ronnie was subject matter that also hurt me. And when he was angry, you know, those were the things I was angry about. So it was almost like we were talking to each other before we even met. It's like I knew him before I even met him. And he, and he had that relationship with the whole world. You know, he... And he, he was so good to his fans. I mean, he would always pick the least and make them the most. You know, the one weird weirdo in the, you know, that got backstage who would, you know, who, who always got, you know, overlooked or was the last one to be picked on the volleyball team in high school. You know, Ronnie would pick him. You know, and make him feel the most special. You know, and he always made had a way of making you feel like you were the only one in the room for that time that you were together. But it would be almost like. Having the 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 golden ticket for the the chocolate factory and meeting Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, and so you had the keys to the kingdom and you were going to get to meet the king, and he would turn it all around and become your servant. And you go, hey, can I get you anything? Can I do anything for you? Can I make you a sandwich? Can I pour you a drink? And he would just blow their minds with kindness. And anybody who didn't ever really meet him in person. They had a special relationship with him because of the way he wrote and the way he sang and the way he was to his fans. His family was the world and the whole world was affected by that man. Yeah, there's there's gonna be a, a, a memorial, a public memorial, you know, a, a public uh, free and it's for the fifth anniversary of his passing. And then there's gonna be a couple events surrounding that because Wendy, according from what I heard, you know, that there's gonna be because there's so many people coming from different states and different countries that they, she wanted some things for them to be able to be part of and not just the one thing. So there's the, the rock and bowl and then there's the, uh, the ride for Ronnie. So there's, a couple, there's two other events surrounding that as well. And so it should be, you know, because she also wanted to make it, you know, for something for people to have fun and at the same time, you know, be able to, you know, pay their respects uh, personally.
Thank <laughs> you.